The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org, from Louisville Public Media. Sorry, sorry, dude. I'm back. I'm back. Consequence Podcast Network. Hey, welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith With. It's the interview series presented by WFPK at WFPK.org, Consequence, and the Consequence Podcast Network. Thank you, as always, for making your way here and checking out the series. Uh, Please do hit the subscribe button. You know how this works. If you like what you hear, what you see, uh, we do three new interviews every single week. So it's a great way to keep up with all of your favorite artists. And you can subscribe at all the usual spots like iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, Podchaser, NPR, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you get your podcast from. Subscribe to Kyle Meredith with. We'll send you a brand new interview every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And I'm Kyle Meredith today talking with Bastille lead man Dan Smith about a brand new record called Give Me the Future. It's the band's fourth album and finds them using sci-fi and predictions of the future as a concept uh, behind some, uh, some really fun pop alt anthems. Uh, Dan's going to discuss the virtual world in which the characters constantly escape into, using science fiction as a vehicle to write by, and creating Future Inc. as an augmented reality platform next to the music. Uh, We also get to dive into the collaborations, uh, well, the collaborative nature of the entire process, which was a first for them, really. Uh, That includes a spoken word piece from Riz Ahmed and his thoughts on the reality of our own future as well. We'll get into that, too. Uh, talking about Give Me the Future, it's Kyle Meredith with Bastille. Hey, man. How you doing? Congratulations on this excellent new album, Give Me the Future. Uh, what an adventurous and fun and interesting concept this is. Thank you, man. Yeah, I'm very excited for it to be out. It's, uh, I guess, if it was a film, it would be a science fiction. Um, we wanted to make an album that was all about escapism and our relationship with technology and how it's affecting our sense of self and our relationships with each other um and yeah it was just a really fun way to deep dive into sci-fi as a genre which is not like my favorite genre but there are so many amazing obviously like books and films and and comics and um representations of different versions of the future out there uh, in pop culture so it was nice to kind of deep dive into that and also just live in the, the, the times that we live in where we've kind of surpassed so much of the sci-fi of our childhoods and of the past. Um, 
and yeah, we're all kind of like living through the consequences of the internet spilling out into the real world. You know, so, you know, just a really fun, happy way to write a pop record is what I thought. I thought like, oh, you know, let's make our lives really easy and, and, and try and do a very nuanced, complex uh, pop retro futuristic sci-fi album taking in all of those themes so you're welcome <laughs> and yet it's fun somehow it's fun yeah. i mean it is fun but that's i mean you just laid uh, out like the entire thing right here um it's i don't know it's sort of an opera it's sort of a a, a rock opera pop rock opera what, whatever did you completely was it realized beforehand was it one of those things i think well often with our albums i'll start by just writing a load of songs and and i guess the things that are preoccupying me become quite obvious when we have multiple songs that bring in similar topics. But um, this was an album that we started before, you know, before the pandemic. It was initially a much bigger, more sprawling album that was more concerned with, I guess, the ideas of, of like maladaptive daydreaming and daydreaming and escapism, you know, the ways that we kind of step out of our daily lives inside of our heads. But it also became about, you know, other versions of escapism and how we, you know, how we transport ourselves using like books and TV and video games and like VR. And I guess as the sort of, as the time went on, that became a lot more of a preoccupation. I've completely lost track of what you actually asked me. I'm just talking now, so I'm really sorry. <laughs> but but, but, it was, but it, yeah, I mean, um, it, it kind of, it kind of, it sort of emerged from the songs that we'd done, that it would be about those kind of topics. And they're definitely things that, you know, fascinating to me. And I always try and, write albums about you know I looked at people like Sophie and Stevens who are really good at, at, at putting together a kind of a concept and, and sticking to it quite rigidly our last album was called Doom Days and it was it was you know set over the course of 12 hours over a night out a big kind of messy hedonistic night out during the apocalypse and it was all about you know this kind of French farce of trying to shut the curtains and ignore the fact that the world is crumbling outside while you you know, lose yourself in the in the kind of nightly dramas of of, of, of a friendship group and and all the stupid things that can happen, but you know, after midnight. Um, but and, and I loved having a bit of kind of structure and rigid, rigidity with that album. It was really, despite the rules, it was kind of liberating. Um, and so I, you know, we hadn't set out to make a, a sort of concept album per se, but it just kind of happened again. Um, and it's again, it's this sort of narrative of you know if you can plug in or put a headset on and literally be anything and do do anything like why why would you necessarily want to go back to to normal life if you if you have you know if, if you could do whatever you want and and so that's that seemed like quite a good starting place for me you know thematically and you know so as the album progresses there are moments of the person that you're with kind of pulling you back out of your own head and being like oi <laughs> be here in this room please <laughs> Um, and enjoy enjoy reality and enjoy this moment, but also these sort of, I guess it's a bunch of thoughts on what the future might look like if we have any power and agency to sort of have a positive impact and effect on what that could be. And you know, we we live in a, a time where we're constantly confronted by what the future might look like, and it's it's pretty bleak a lot of the time. But also, there are so many people out there, you know, from activists to scientists or, or, or whatever, you know, doing their best and using all of their time and energy trying to sort of affect things in a, in a positive way uh so you know it's just a strange it's just a strange time you know we live in what often feels like the future <laughs> and and that's fucking mad <laughs> um so yeah there's there's a, there's a lot to talk about but also i fucking love writing pop songs and I, I also wanted to make a bunch of like banging tunes that would take you out of your own head and and uh transport you somewhere you know there's a song 
from the album called Thelma Louise that hopefully takes you back to like an open top car driving down a highway as Thelma, Thelma and or Louise driving through the desert, you know, wanting to escape whatever the confines of your life might be. And there's a song that takes you to, you know, 80s New York to Club 57 and, and Paradise Garage, you know, with, with Keith Haring and that whole art scene, which is, you know, something that I have, have read and watched a lot about and looks like, you know, for all of its complicated nuances, a very fun place to be <laughs> uh, in some ways. And, and, you know, if you could time travel, why wouldn't you want to have a go there? Um, so yeah, I guess I guess it kind of allows for a lot of fun in and around the album. Um, yeah, and there's like Riz Ahmed pops up to deliver quite an amazing, powerful poem that he wrote in response to you know to, to the songs. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's it's for me the album is like trying to trying to sort of encapsulate all of these things whilst also having um, you know a sense of like fun and escapism and 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 joy to it as well. So yeah, it was it was definitely a fun project to be working on over the last few years. <laughs> yeah, and futurism allows so much. I mean, just like have you ever um heard of or read anything by Ray Kurzweil by chance? Do you know who this is? So he's a futurist, he's an inventor. He um so it's 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 interesting the timing is what I'm getting to here. Uh 20 years ago, the band Our Lady Peace released a record called Spiritual Machines, and it was all based on futurism, and it was based a lot on this guy Ray Kurzweil and what he was predicting. 20 years later is now, and most of all of those predictions have come true, and they're doing a sequel. Yeah. And back 20 years ago, there were lots of bands, because of the millennium, really, about thinking about the future. And, and here we are again, and I'm finding that it's sort of becoming like a handful of years ago, there was a bit of a zeitgeist of artists looking towards space. And now it seems to be a little bit of the zeitgeist to back to this futurism part again, for the obvious reasons. But, but Again, I, I think I'm only echoing what you're saying here about that genre, uh, about uh, the idea of science fiction, because that's always been. Well, it's always it's always been, it's always been an amazing way to talk about the world that we live in currently. Like that's right. that's the, the one of the main devices, you know, that, that it employs. If you're looking to sort of Margaret Atwood's Handmaid's Tale or 1984, or, you know, any of those classic works of science fiction, it's about making a comment on on the you know on current society and the way that the state of the world. Uh, by taking it to a, a hypothetical futuristic, you know, nth degree. And, you know, but it, and, and equally you look at the genre of like Afrofuturism and how interesting that is in terms of looking at possible futures that could have existed. You know, there's so much in science fiction about kind of realizing, you know, imagining and realizing potential futures. There's a, a quote like you don't, you know, that we we sort of stumbled upon and, and abused a lot in in our, the sort of messaging of the album and this this fake tech company that we launched, you know, you don't predict the future, you imagine it, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's so true. And it, be that a science fiction writer or be that a kind of activist trying their very hardest to sort of steer the future of, of life in the world into a direction that is is sort of more favorable for everyone like it's so it's it's fascinating and there's so much there that's why it's such a interesting and rich topic and i think it's maybe easy if you don't like it to kind of dismiss it as being one note or you know or lightweight but actually it's it's anything but you know it's it's uh it allows you to speak to to every corner of of life and society and how it is and 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 you know, and how it could be for better or worse. It's why like utopias and dystopias exist. Anyway, I'm I'm very much waffling on, uh, but but yeah, no, that's what, as, as you can see, I spent quite a lot of time reading and watching and living in um, ideas of uh, ideas of all these things because they're 
Yeah, that's so interesting. But I, I feel like I'm, I'm probably not a great representative for this album because I talk about it and it probably sounds like really turgid and heavy and like serious. And then you put the songs on and it's like the whole album's done in half an hour. I think it's fucking pretty mad tour of like my head and time travel. But um, but yeah, it's all, all, yeah ultimately kind of fun. <laughs> well, and it is. You leave those Easter eggs in there. You know, uh, you said, you know, you're reading and watching and stuff like that. I mean, we hear about, the, you know, uh, Electric Sheep, of course, uh, in Giving the Future. I mean, just the playfulness. And again, uh, you are. It's it's a very fun record. You know, we, we both said that you can you can take this idea and and the heaviness that comes along with it. And, and, and it's scary because it's uncertain, of course, but you can also throw it on in the background and just, you know, enjoy that Club 57 moments uh, all throughout the record too. So that's- So you wanna be a rock and roll star? No? Well, how about a podcast star? Well, as it turns out, there's a new all-in-one platform just for you. It's called Anchor and it's the easiest way to make a podcast. And check this out, it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And then Anchor will distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify and Apple Podcast and, you know, everywhere else in, uh, in podcast land. And what's even better, you can actually make money from your podcast. Go figure. Uh, no minimum listenership on that. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go ahead. Download the free Anchor app right now or go to anchor.fm to get started. So what are you waiting for? Podcast stardom is within your reach. But you did. You, you mentioned a future ink in there at one point, And that's the other big part of this, because you've taken this well beyond the the, the song. It's, it's well beyond the stream, beyond the physical disc or whatever, because like I've only thought of a few other times where something like this this is really fun for a fan because like nine inch nails when they put out year zero they would leave like these flash drives in bathrooms that would lead to telephone numbers and websites that sort of made the whole world and that's what you're doing you're creating a world beyond this album where, where did that and and how hard was that concept to accomplish it's kind of something we've done for a while when we made our second album which was called wild world it was about growing up and kind of realizing uh, you know, it was just 2016. It was like, you know, huge political change in America, huge political change in the UK. And kind of as a as a sort of younger adult, like realizing how fucking confusing the world was. So we made this album that was kind of a response to that and in response to sort of watching the news and feeling like you don't know where to place this confusion that you feel. And then when we made the album, we decided to, to sort of around it launch like a a big sort of, I guess, news media conglomerate company slightly right-leaning thing that could announce all of the music and and I, I guess this is a way to just sort of like I don't know poke fun at, at, the, at the state of the world and the state of politics and the state of media and that became a really helpful device for us to kind of you know to, to build a world for the music to live in maybe not the most like exciting and positive album album universe for us to inhabit both on stage and off stage for three years, whilst also the world was going fucking mental. Like, sure, probably wasn't great for our heads, but it was kind of interesting, and it, it sort of showed us that you know you can make an album, and then it can it can kind of grow and expand and live way beyond you know through the videos and the artwork and and how you message stuff online and you know and, and the tour and you know the whole our whole fucking tour on our second album was hosted by this kind of 
like right-wing Trumpian newsreader figure, you know, which which at the time was like, yes, we're saying something that's interesting. I think in, in retrospect, I think all the poor people that went to that tour and probably didn't want to think about that stuff for a minute. And we were like, no, no, <laughs> we're going to make you confront it even more right now. Um, and, you know, again, on our second album, we did, we did a similar thing, but on a much more intimate level with this kind of house party and, and, and the, the apocalypse happening outside. So it's not, it's not like, it's not a new thing for us to want to world build, but I think here on this album, we thought, you know, it would be really interesting to launch a sort of a, a, a big tech conglomerate that's, you know, launch a big fake tech conglomerate that, that had this, this, you know, this amazing technology that we'd all use on a daily basis, you know, that, that, allows you to sort of I guess go into the universe within your brain and it's you know I guess a sort of step on from what VR currently is again is just a way to to just hold the mirror up to where things are at and poke fun at you know all these like tech monoliths that we all use for better or worse in day in day out um, you know it was just it was, it was kind of a bit of fun for us and a way to sort of take like I said, sort of take some of the themes of the album and some of the things that we've mentioned in some of the lyrics and kind of heighten them and make a make a whole alternate sci-fi reality in our videos. You know, the video for Distorted Lightbeam, which is the opening track of the album, kind of imagines a world in the future where we've all used this technology so much that we're completely neglecting the real world, you know, much like in a lot of other sci-fi. But um, and it, yeah, I think it's just a sort of it's just it's 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 the bigger space outside of just the music, to, to to have more conversations in and around these topics that we think are really interesting, but also obviously just a really fun opportunity to collaborate with with, with other creatives and directors and animators and, and visual artists and um, the the whole spirit of this album for us was about collaboration, despite having made it in the most isolated time in any of our lives. Um, it's it's wound up being you know musically the most collaborative album we've ever made and 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 both in terms of yeah that and the world that we sort of built around it it's been it's been really really fun you know and 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 challenging and and difficult you know uh, everyone no matter what their job is has faced challenges you know working in and around the circumstances of the last couple of years but you know it's uh we feel very lucky to have been able to make this and and also it feels quite fitting to have made this album in this time um and i know ironic like you know a few months after we launched our future inc with its future skate technology and its inverse you know facebook launched the metaverse and we're like what the fuck <laughs> we had no idea this was coming it makes us look way more um prescient than we than we actually are but in the same way that people took the piss out of us for releasing an album called doom days on the eve of an actual apocalypse. Um, yeah, so I, I guess we just have to be careful when, <laughs> in deciding what to make our next album. <laughs> We're all gonna be watching with that. Well, I'll wrap up this, with this too, because you know you, you get down to, uh, to, to plug in and uh, maybe AI is the Messiah. I mean, the, the ultimate cautionary tale right here. And then the album ends with the line, who knows what the future holds. Coming from that second album, to what the themes were on that to pushing you to an escapism within this record which completely makes sense in the context we're talking oh. about to that line right there who knows what the future holds the journey that you've gone on um very easy basic question here optimistic pessimistic is the future of the doomsday or or do you think we've got a chance i don't know i think it's 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 uh i think as with everything on this album it's, you know it's it's not about there being one one path or one answer, or it's not about a kind of binary solution to anything, you know, in the same way that I'm not being judgmental on our use of technology or anything like that, you know, it's, it's all so nuanced. Um, 
and and complicated that it's, it's very hard to tell it would you know sure it would be nice to have some idiot in a band saying i'm optimistic for humanity um <laughs> but, but you know absolutely fuck knows i think we have we all have the we all have the capacity to be absolutely amazing and also absolutely awful at the same time but i think with that last song with future holes i, I kind of I guess I thought it would be funny to spend the entire album worrying about the future and then subvert it right at the end with the person you're with saying like, shut the fuck up, <laughs> stop stressing about the future. Like, you know, I, you know it's, 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 a, it's a very obvious and important lesson for all of us to, you know, try and be a bit more present and enjoy what we have in the moment, you know, but I think for, for a lot of people, myself included, it's, it's, it's hard not to constantly think about the next thing, be that in your life or the next thing in other people's lives or the next thing in the world or the next thing you're working on, like whatever that might be. Um, so I think, yeah, that last song is a kind of, it's a bit of like me kicking myself in the shin and saying like, dude, chill the fuck out. <laughs> like just, uh, you know, try and enjoy what you've got for a minute because you never know when it might go away and, and, uh, and obviously it's important to, 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 to care about and worry about the future, but it's also important to care about and worry about the now as well, I guess, to sound like a, to sound like a, to sound like a card, to sound like a, <laughs> I just, <laughs> print that on a card and sell it to no one. <laughs> well, at least we don't end this whole uh, interview just on the uh, complete dystopian uh, moment there. So, you know, e even if we're, even if we're crying through the uh, the grins and everything, that's it's, it's still a grin. So uh, thank you so much. Congratulations on this record. Also, I love the way these songs are uh, represented on the Unplugged sets with MTV there. It's, it's been really fun kind of hearing what you guys have done. But um, but seriously, what you do is interesting every single time. So congrats, Dan, and thanks for taking the time to talk about it. Thanks so much, Carl. Cheers. Thanks for having me. Big thanks, Dan Smith. The new Bastille album is called Give Me the Future. And thanks to you as well for, again, checking out the episode. I do hope you hit that subscribe button so you can keep up with uh, all the interviews that we put out every single week. A new one every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at all the usual spots like iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, Podchaser, NPR, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you get your podcasts from. Subscribe to Kyle Meredith With. Then after that, head over to WFPK.org. That's where I do a show, Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern. It's an hour full of song premieres, music news, anniversary spins, bonus interviews, Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern at WFPK.org. Consequence, they've got your uh, film and uh, music news. You can also find me on the social media spots. That includes uh, Twitter, mostly Twitter, but also Facebook and Instagram. All three of them at Kyle Meredith. I do hope you like and follow along. That does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. Consequence Podcast Network. See you later. Have a good day. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. Hey there, it's Kyle Meredith from Kyle Meredith With. After you check out the latest episode of my show, uh, be sure to check out some of our other great programs on the Consequence Podcast Network, including Standing BTS, a bi-weekly podcast covering all things BTS and ARMY, and The Opus, Consequence's original documentary podcast exploring legendary albums and their lasting legacies. So head to consequence.net to listen to these podcasts and many great others.